0: Evening of Halloween, it's fitting to tell you a scary story. There's a team in Amber and Blue who play at One Course Stadium. They've been absolutely smashing it at home, but a team called Swindon turned up, and despite having to concede a goal within the opening minute, Swindon decided that they were going to spoil Mansfield's party and run out 5-2 winners and end the stag's excellent home form and send Mansfield's supporters home. Angry, disappointed and a little bit bemiffed. That, though, isn't the scary story. The scary story is that, 13 years into a media career, I'm still making error after error when it comes to the intros and the outros of this show. Yesterday, I'd made an intro for this show, which included a much better version of the little stupid story you've heard at the start, a Nigel Clough clip, a music bed, and much, much more about what the show was going to entail. Silly me, deleted it and uploaded the wrong file. I also did the same with the outro, so here's me the night after we'd recorded the podcast with the intro to the podcast where we were talking last night. It'll all make sense. This is the Mansfield Matters Podcast. It's the show for the fans, by the fans. Let's go to last night's me, live on the internet, with a very different Mansfield Matters Podcast panel. Slap on the wrist for me, Yellow card, maybe even a suspension, and I'll be back next time with a proper intro, and maybe even a better quality podcast. (laughs) Ha! Who am I kidding? Well, good evening and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. I've got no idea why on earth our intro decided to cut off halfway through. That was a lovely little uh, error. Well, there you go. We did say that this episode was called House of, House, of the House of Horrors, and now we know why, because things are already going wrong, which fills me with uh, delightful hope for the rest of the show, because for tonight, uh, we've not got the usual Mansfield Matters panel. Good evening. Hello, I'm Craig Priest. Uh, Joining me, as always, will be uh, at least one member of the Mansfield Matters panel, uh, which you're familiar with. His name is Alan Wilson. Let's cross over to him and say hello and good evening. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, everybody. Well, we're hoping, Alan, that uh, all does go well tonight and things uh, don't continue in that house of horrors uh, vein. If you listen to the audio version of this, by the way, you'll have no idea what I'll be talking about because I'll have edited in the actual proper intro but, intro but if you're listening to the obviously watching the live feed of this you'll be thinking oh dear it's going wrong already well we're about to find out if it is going to continue because we've got an internet connection between here and Sutton in Asheville, which is working fine let's stay in the UK and let's jump down to a city which I'm all too familiar with lately which is slightly annoying uh, let's go to Leicester and say hello for the second time this season to Adam Crump Adam good evening come in how are you Good evening,
1: Craig. Good evening,
0: everyone. Hope there we, well. there we go. So that's working. We're all good. We're all good uh, on that front. But can we go transatlantic? Can we cross the ocean? Can we go to somewhere which is far more tropical, far much more warmer? And about three hours earlier, let's say hello. Good evening and welcome to the first time for his Mansfield Matters debut to Tim Phillips. Tim, how are you? Hello, Craig. I'm
2: very well.
0: Excellent. That's it. We've got the foursome there on the screen. We've got Alan, we've got Adam, we've got Tim as well. Uh, So they make up your panel tonight of all things Mansfield Town FC. As always, we need you guys to get involved as well. So anything you want to say in the chat, feel free to get involved and get involved in the comments uh, and have your say on your team. Right. Um, Before we jump into all things Swindon and relive what was a horror show. To be fair, uh, let's find out a little bit more about uh, tonight's two guests. So, very briefly, Adam, just remind us a little bit about your yourself and your association with Mansfield Town for those who missed it last time.
1: Uh, I'm a Mansfield boy originally. Um, used to go lots and lots during the eighties. Um, used to be a bald boy uh, when I was young. That's many many years ago. Um, Moved away over the years, uh, currently living in Leicester, but um, ever since, um, since Steve um, took over, um been going back more regular. Um, possibly not as regular as I'd like to at the moment due to work commitments, but uh, obviously that's not a bad thing at the moment.
0: Well, it's certainly not, but at least, you know, you are in the same country. You know, you're only about an hour and a half's drive away on a on a bad day. One man who has certainly got a longer commute than that is Tim. Uh, Tim, tell people, you know, we've, we've told people that you're from Brazil, but give people a little bit more uh, background about your, um. you know, your background and your sort of history. People will be able to tell from the accent that, you know, you're not a, a, a native to Brazil. So, uh, I believe you have roots very close to home, don't you? And by close to him. I mean, here in Mansfield.
2: That's right, yeah. Born in Mansfield. Um, a stag supporter from the word go. Uh, went to see, you know, all of the FA Cup runs in the late 60s, or the West Ham game and the Leicester game and went to some away games as well. Went to Leeds a couple of times and Blackpool. Um, and then I was something of a, a North Stand hooligan. You'll never take the North Stand, I seem to remember. And uh, I came to live in Brazil in the 1980s, so of course there was no internet and no very fast communications. And uh, so I've been kind of following uh, belatedly scores and on the news or on a, on a Sunday when I could get the information. Um, and then I've been watching on iFollow for the last three years. This is my third year. So now I'm suffering with everybody else as we do on Saturday.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just tell us a little bit more about um, you know your your time over in Brazil. Um, you you know you're really really sort of passionate. Before we, we were talking, um, you know you've you've got a local team out there as well, but you you also may you've also done some fantastic things, haven't you? Sort of uh, helping <laughs> helping young people, and you've got a, a very wide extended family. I understand. Yes, that's
2: true. Yeah, I, I support the local team Mirasol. Uh, their nickname is the lions they play in yellow we just won promotion three weeks ago uh, from the third division brazilian third division to the brazilian second division which is pretty good going for me um, uh, i'm a primary school teacher came to work in brazil as a teacher married a brazilian and then we had this a kind of crazy idea to adopt some abandoned kids you know street children And uh, so we did. So now I've got... uh, We had foster care papers for 11 kids. We adopted another 11 kids. And they're all grown up and flit the nest. And now I've got something like, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 grandchildren. But I've lost count.
0: Wow. Certainly is uh, a lot. But also, you know, your affinity to Mansfield Town hasn't died. You know, you said, you know, all about... um watching on an iFollow and things like that you've got a scarf you've got other bits and bobs and memory beater as well at what well, point I've got,
2: I've got, I've got a Mansfield Matters mug in your hand I hope yeah well, they're broken <laughs> <laughs> bear <laughs> with because because I won it on the Anagram competition
0: it's in here somewhere yeah
2: I don't know. I mean <laughs> I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm not coming to... I'm not coming to pick it up in the next week or
0: two. <laughs> well, there you go. I might not be at this anyway. Uh, you can have this one, but it is sort of half full of tea at the moment, so no I don't bad. think you'd no want. Bad. I don't think you'd want that. But there you go. Uh, but you were telling me uh, as well before that you know you've got your daughter over from England at the moment, and she brought you a little something which is very closely associated with Mansfield Matters, didn't she?
2: She certainly did. She brought me a double pack of chocolate digestive hobnobs, which.
0: 20 minutes minutes, I think is some going well there you go Tim welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast great to have you on board as well and thanks so much for watching over the years as well as you have done uh, um, from uh, from overseas as well so it'd be really good to get your insight tonight as well Uh, just finally you were sort of saying you you wrote us a really long audition letter, um, which was really, really great and really heartwarming <laughs> to see as well. Um, but you were saying that you are a combination. You see yourself as a combination of two of our podcast panel. Uh, let us into uh, who, who well, you think you are a, an amalgamation of.
2: I admire the, uh, the optimism of Alan and sometimes Clive seems to have a little bit of wisdom behind some of the comments. If I could imitate either of, that, either of those two, then
0: that would be okay. Well, we'll see what happens tonight. Right, let's delve into all things at Mansfield Town then uh, on the pitch. Adam, I'll start with you tonight. Of course, it was uh, a, an absolute horror show on Saturday afternoon. But a minute into the game, it was all looking nice and rosy, wasn't it? If only football was a minute long.
1: Uh, I, I was at work, so I was, I was tuning in at work as well as I was doing bits and bobs. Uh, picked up on my phone one nil up um, and then it pinged one or you think how can it be they've only just kicked off um so h- how things can change so quickly um so yeah um but for the first half the bit i was listening to the most um was exciting it was both ways um either side could have gone on to win it but then the second half turns into an absolute calamity and um vacuuming uh balls rinks sent me like more fun at um
0: 60 minutes time. I think we'd all have rather been doing that. I mean, Alan, it was your return to all things one call on Saturday after missing uh, the midweek game for being on some sun lounger somewhere. Um, And it wasn't quite a triumphant return, was it?
3: No, not quite. I was very disappointed in the result, but not downhearted, Craig. Because I thought... Personally, I thought if they'd have had better... I know we all blame referees and linesmen and whatever else, but I think if we'd have had a decent set of officials, it would have been a really cracking game to watch and a fair game that it would. I know Boateng, what he did, was very silly, and he's come out since and apologised, and everybody applauds him for that. But I wasn't downhearted because the, the run had got to finish sometime, but it, it was so disappointing to finish like that i mean you could understand if it was a 1-0 it was a hard fought 1-0 and they were just picked, we were just picked to the post but it wasn't like that in the end i think as soon as boteng went off you know it it just went uh, bizarre you know and we couldn't cope with it
0: it was a strange situation uh, to find ourselves in tim because it's the second game in as many games at home where we've been down to to 10 men and usually we reco- we we respond quite well, but for some reason on Saturday afternoon, we didn't. And I have to say, if I'd have been in your position watching that uh, on iFollow on, uh, on Saturday, I may well have changed channels.
2: Well, uh, it was the most difficult game I've had to see through for the 90 minutes, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I question a bit this whole attitude towards perhaps yellow and red cards. You know, you hear the commentators on iFollow say, like, take one for the team, you know, this kind of attitude. Maybe it's just a bit easy because, um, you know, maybe they decide that it's the time for a professional foul. When in fact, if they let the play go on, it's not a certain goal. You know, so I I question the attitude of picking up so many yellow. You know, uh, Maris's yellow card was uh, not necessary and. Um, you know, I think Quinn's becoming something of a liability when he comes on and seems to be arguing a lot and likely to pick up a stupid yellow card again. And, you know, maybe Cluffy could uh, have a think about that. We don't mm. want to give a goal. We don't want to give a goal away, of course. If, if if it's one on one on one and so on, but, but yeah, I'm a, I question that a bit. I think we've picked up a lot of uh, a lot of cards in the last couple of seasons since is
0: being here there is questions Adam that are being asked online at the moment over whether Mansfield have a discipline problem or not
1: I don't think they're cohesive um, I think voting was a little bit harsh to be sent off um, I think he was blocking a rolling ball for a quick free kick so I think it wouldn't have been a quick free kick if the, the, the referee had made it to be a stopped ball um, so yeah he jumped in front of it but that the the guy was throwing the ball in front to, to take a quick rolling free kick, um, he, he's harsh. Um, but he, he's ditto from the previous week. Um, I don't think that there's they, something gone wrong. They're, they're not cohesive. They're not together as a team. They've been scrapping some ugly wins and getting through. Uh, I think fourth place was probably fake. Um, so they, they, it was over. Um, egged. Um, so to drop from four to ninth is probably reality but there's no difference in points between any of them it's um, something not gelling um, so they just need to, to get back together as a team Bold uh, pre- work. Pre- Sorry, season, there, there was some slick passing football um, at the moment you watch the, the, the highlights back again uh, stray ball, missed ball uh, missed pass um, don't intercept it um, it's just going wrong
0: Bold words there from uh, Adam Allen, but I have to say there's a hint of truth in that, and it's one of those that you don't really want to say, and, and, and when you do say it, 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 especially sort of after a couple of defeats, everyone just comes out and say, "Well, you're only saying that because of uh, you know because we, we've lost a couple of games." But there has been something niggling um, away at me. One is that we have a bit of a discipline problem within the camp, and. Two is that I think we've said it a couple of times, actually, haven't we? That we're nowhere near as good as we can be. And I think actually some of our results, like Adam has mentioned there, Alan, could probably be perceived as a little bit false, but it doesn't matter in some respects because we've been getting them. But we can't continue in that vein, can we?
3: No, we couldn't continue. And it's the same as Nigel said in his interviews quite a lot just lately. You know, we've been getting ugly wins, we've been scraping wins, and that's normally the sign of a, t- a good team that's going to get promoted. Because, you know, theoretically, when you start playing well and playing the attractive football that Mansell, we know Mansell can play, somebody's going to get a good hiding. But when, I mean, I don't know about the other panellists, but when I saw the team on Saturday, I thought, wow, what a team. You know, I like the looks of that team. It looked quality, you know, a good team. And, you know, we, like we said, we started well. But it is, I don't know, it just... it. it 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 wasn't quite right before Botang went off. I mean, when Botang went off, that was it. Was just it game over? You know, when they started playing the free flowing passing football and getting through quite quick. But uh, you know, it's I agree with what Adam said. There's something not quite right. But I think it can be resolved.
0: You were nodding away there, Adam.
1: I am. Um, I think there's something quite wrong. Um, we've, we've been blindsided by. Uh, how good they've been and and the run that they've been on. We saw You look at the team and the selection, um, the midfield, you sort of argue who's the best midfield to go in there. Midfield's fantastic. Um, It is a great, strong midfield. Uh, But for the midfield to work, it has to have a defence behind it and it has to have two attackers in front of it. So if you're the midfield trying to to make up for the defence that's lacking um, and the forward line that's lacking, the midfield doesn't work. Um, I know the panel quite often say the three H's, the Harbottle, the Hewitt and the Hawkins. Um, I disagree with the Hawkins. Um, out on Perch. Um, out on O'Toole. Um, so to be honest, we've got Hewitt and Harbottle. Um, I think you can, you can trace it all the way back. Uh, when Jacob the Snake stitched us up with the guy going to Wigan, uh, Tom Tom
0: Naylor. Yeah.
1: Never addressed it. Um, in this season, never addressed it again. Um, I think they talked of Carl Piaggiani or something from Oldham that's now gone to Stevenage. Um, I'll tell you what I'd like to see. Uh, I know I'm going back to, to the 80s. Um, you need a George Foster, you need a Stuart Bohm or you need a John McClellan, some big proper defender, um, to boss that centre of defence. Um, there, there's no one bossing the defence. Hawkins um, is a big lad, but he's, he's probably lightweight. You could probably knock him off the ball quite easy. Um, he's not a defender. Um, he's lacking from the throw-in, he was the one that lost it, and how the two defenders managed to tackle themselves um, with the the Swindon player on the run into goal, heaven knows. Um, I think they're lacking in defence, I think they're lacking in attack, Um, they they need Oaks to come back um, and they need to sort the defence out. Um, Boss, fundamental flaw in the plan um, is the midfield doesn't work because the defence behind them and the attack in front of them is not, not, not there.
0: Well, some of the names that Adam was saying there, Tim, went completely over my head being a child of the 90s, but I could see sort a of right smile sort of appearing a <laughs> across your face, so I'll let you pick up on his comments there.
2: <laughs> no, well, Stuart Bone is um, one of the best. Yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, I think uh, I, I preferred um, I preferred the game on Saturday uh, not starting with Aikings. And I think putting Swan up front was a good opportunity for him. Um, I've never really liked uh, Hawkins in the middle at the back. He's not bad at heading, but he's not very good. In fact, I think Christy Pym's played a pretty good game because very often Hawkins goes back uh, to pick up the ball, to play it out of defence. Uh, and Pym doesn't give it to him. And I think sometimes Pym's avoiding problems that we might have. We tried to play out at the back quite a lot um, and I suspect it's not working as, as well often enough to make it necessarily a, a wonderful tactic.
0: Uh, we saw, like uh, Tim mentioned there, Alan uh, Hawkins on Saturday and he was at fault uh, for, um, for for one of the goals at least. Um, the first goal in particular and Nigel Clough said it that we don't win enough of, of the ball from our own throws and you know what he's absolutely right I can go back to so yeah. many examples we get the ball sometimes and there are two things which frustrate me about us when we get a throw in the first one is that we are not quick enough to take it we seem to do this thing of no you have it no you have it no you have it and pass it around three times before it's even been thrown back onto the pitch and the second is that when we do decide on who's going to take it we are very we are a very very static side and Hawkins at one nil up at home in that early stage of the game had absolutely no right whatsoever to step into midfield to receive that ball but he did so because nobody else gave McLaughlin an option and that with the talent we've got in our squad that baffles me a little bit
3: I've I've noticed that Lapsley does though Lapsley's always come in, you know, close for the, for the tap-back like they do to Macca or Quinn, whoever's took it. And then, you know, he doesn't get the ball, so he clears off again. But uh, I thought, as regards the team, before we go on about throw-ins, I thought Ollie Clark was definitely, it, I was very disappointed that he wasn't in the team. Yeah. Especially have it played Tuesday, you know, and especially they put him at the back. But that aside, I, I would agree with that with the throwings. I think we could be a bit more, you know, more quicker and uh, getting the ball moving. But like I said, Lapsley, I've noticed he does come for quite a lot short, but he doesn't get the ball. So he drifts back again. And then, you know, you're still static, the same as you say, until either Quinn drops it back to Macca or Maritz.
0: It's a frustrating quandary to have, isn't it, Adam? Because you've got the players with the talent there to turn the ball over quickly and to really play good counter-attacking football. But we must waste a good proportion, I'd probably say four or five minutes of a game, um, to allow the opposite team to, to get back into position when we have throw ins on, you know, in, in good attacking positions. You always see Nigel Clough when we get the ball on the near side, throwing it to McLaughlin or whoever happens to be playing fullback that day um, quickly to try and get it moving. But they are just so static, it's like a game of chess.
1: I think there's a fundamental issue. Um, I think it's anything in the air, um, anything in the air, they don't seem to be able to win it. Um, they, if you had two defenders on you, uh, you'd have some defenders, some attackers. Who could actually win it in between a defender be- in front of you and a defender behind. It doesn't seem to happen. They, they seem to be in better with the ball at the feet uh, to play football. Um, the old Brian Clough way, uh, football's played on the grass rather than in the sky. Um, I'm actually de- debating as well um, whether the, the wing-backs is actually a successful tactic because they-, they get down the wing and then they cross it in, but nobody can actually win it in the air. The defenders are doing what the defenders do. By heading it away or clearing it away. Um so it's the same with with uh with throw ins, uh, with crosses in. Um, it's, it's pointless popping it to the head because they they're not capable of winning it. Um whether they're too um too weak or um not strong enough to, to, to battle. Um but in the um, the second division it's it's big strong defenders. Uh, Newport, big strong defenders, um and probably I guess the same against um Swindon.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think you're wrong. To be honest, I think we do sort of like that a little bit. It's, it's a, an interesting take on the way we play. We've heard many of panellists talk about their opinions on it, uh, Tim. I quite like it in if it's used, utilised in the right way. Um, I agree with Alan that actually, when I saw the team on uh, on Saturday, I was quite excited by it because we had our, in, for my opinion, our two best wing backs, the two best players to play that role. The one, they were our. There are nobody else, or there is nobody else in our squad who is capable of playing that role, as well as Kel Gordon and Stephen McLaughlin at wing back. I was quite excited by it, and we saw it at some time, saw it work sometimes, but in others it didn't. And we just seemed too easily cut open at the back. I want to get your take on it. What's your take on the, the, the wing back style of play which Nigel Clough seems to have implemented this season?
2: Well,. Um, I think when we're playing well, it works very well. But I agree with Adam that if you haven't got anybody who's big and strong and going to get on the end of it in in their box, well, we see a lot of good crosses going in, and uh, and there's nobody on the end of it and nobody even near it very often. You know, so they do play well and you do get the crosses in, but if you haven't got the the forwards to make the most of that, then it seems like a a bit of a waste of a tactic. I've preferred Mansfield all all this season so far, even when the few times they've done it, when they've played the ball through the midfield, low, and mm. through the centre on the ground, mm. and they look far more dangerous, which is the kind of ball that Oates feeds on. But Lapsley can get on the end, and I suspect Will Swan can get it on the end and battle. you know. So um, it just seems as though it's not necessarily the best tactic for the rest of the players in the team.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Tim's got a valid point there, hasn't he, Adam? I saw you sort of nodding away to that. And it was highlighted when you watch uh, it back uh, in the goal in which uh, Will Swan... Scored and, and has scored in previous games, reacting off that ball through the middle, you know, being that running off the shoulder of the defender and getting space through to the middle of the park. If we get him and Oates back um, fully fit, I think we need to change our tactic again and go back to almost that 4-3-3 because playing through the middle and utilising that midfield with those two in as part of a front three, I think teams wouldn't be able to cope.
1: Don't, don't get me wrong. I like the, the wing-backs, but I think it's not working for us. I, I think we need to play with fake wing-backs to, to stretch the play, uh, to stretch it out across the pitch. Um, the, the second goal, Lapsley to Swan, uh, through ball, was fantastic. Um, I, I love Jason Law because he's the great player for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Swan, Oates and Law um, could form a great partnership um, for, for those sorts of balls, and then that would be like watching Brazil. Um uh, I love it, but he, the, the wing-backs have a role to play. I think stretching the play is great, um, but the through balls. Um, and then he's Lapsley um, as a ball player, Boateng as a ball player, Hartigan a ball player. They can get the ball, they can control it, they can choose the pass. Um, but just recently, it seems to be the midfield seems to be passing too close to the defence, or it's not as slick. Uh, at the start of the season, they, they, there was triangles being played, um, and there was ping, it, ping, 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 um, and it, it was fantastic. Uh, It was quick pass football um, and there there was running rings around the defence. So bring it back on the ground and and play.
0: Yeah, go back to basics almost. Alan?
3: But do we think that's where the other teams, you know, i.e. Swindon and any other team that watches Mansell regular or hasn't scouted are doing the homework? You know, do we need a plan B or a plan C? If that's not working, do we do, you know, but who do you put at the bank? If you chuck Hawkins up front, you know, to have the headers for the people crossing in. That's the quandary you've got with the defenders that we've got.
0: Well, I have to say on Saturday when we went down to 10 men, people around me were saying, oh, what does he do now? And the answer was quite simple. And actually, Clough did it. At one point, I did think that Clough had sort of bugged my seat because he could, he almost did everything that I said he was going to do. And that was put Hawkins up top and go to a back four to try and play off him. And it did work for a while. And I think up until actually they scored the fourth goal, which was just, you know, over, overran. It was a very good goal and we were just overran. That's what happens when you, you have an extra man and with the the caliber they've got. And again, we gave the ball away from a throw. Um, It it was one of those things where, you know, we didn't necessarily look out of it and we looked quite into it. And I think with the defenders we've got, if we can get Harbottle fully fit again, you know, O'Toole, I know people have been a little bit critical of him this season, but I personally think that's because he's playing in a back three and not a a central two pairing. I think if he goes back into that central two pairing like he was last season, he will be the player he was last season and that is a dominant centre-half and I think if we were able to do that then you've got Hewitt who can slot in either at centre back or right back Gordon's there as well Perch when he comes back in again another example of being better in a two rather than a three I think then that makes for a good solid foundation actually our problems will be answered but hey what do I know? I'm not a football manager. I'm just an idiot who hosts a podcast. Talking of which, uh, let's delve into some of the comments, uh, shall we, and have a look at what people uh, have been saying. Uh, Andy says, a lack of physicality in the squad. The result equals the ball doesn't stick up front and we need to commit fouls on stronger opponents. Hence what happened on Saturday, of course. Darren says, too slow at the back and wide open behind the wing backs. Quinn needs for law, our cross is awful, and most of the time with Akin's uh, cross for Swan's header. he uh, says the team is built in the image of the manager. On balance, would rather watch his team rather than hoofball. ball. Uh, and he also has the whole league knows stand off Mansfield at your peril. Close us down, and we're often found uh, physically lacking. And I think we need to find a middle ground in there, don't we, Alan?
3: Yeah. Well, that was me. Made- point about you know plan B plan C we've got to have some different plans if the the main plan of cutting the team open you know with this pass, progressive fine football you know from uh, you know from one to from within within a couple of seconds and if you had the least amount of passes possible which has served as well but if that's not happening there's got to be another way around it. But, you know, it's like we've said, teams are, like, working us out, like they did at Wembley with Port Vale. It didn't take them long. And other teams are doing the same. So, I think Nigel will get his head round it. And I think it, it just needs to be sooner rather than later. But it well, will happen.
0: One thing he does need to address, Tim, is uh, the the discipline issue. I think, like we, we mentioned earlier on in the podcast, you know, we've now picked up a, a number of yellow cards. I was actually baffled the other week when Quinn was suspended for a game. So he, he'd not really started too many games and yet he was still on five bookings. Um, you know, Perch got sent off and I think... Had he not got sent off on Tuesday night, I think he'd have been a shoe in to start on on Saturday, um, and give us some other options. Boateng gets sent off, so he's missing uh, the next game um, as well. We do have some form of disciplination, and I think we just need to to address that. We need to get stronger and more clever. I think, like you mentioned earlier on, I'd rather as. Us- have a 50-50 battle and and draw Christy Pym into action a little bit more because he's such a reliable keeper than make these silly fouls which we have been doing all over the pitch. George Maris, for example on Saturday got a stupid needless yellow card um, and rightly got taken off uh, at, at half time. It makes you you wonder why where this sort of lack of discipline comes from because I don't think it's a a very it's not a Nigel Clough trait for me.
2: Yeah, I'm a bit surprised um, that that we've got it and it is a problem and and it's carried on. You know, you would have thought that after the double red card or whatever it was last last season, you know, I mean, what on earth earth are we doing still? Putting our chance of winning the game at risk through stupid or unnecessary or... um, Evil, I suppose yellow cards mm. so yeah it's true it's not helping us at all uh, you know I, I question the, the, the quality of the referee sometimes um, you know sometimes you see a very bad foul where you expect a yellow card and the ref doesn't give it and then a soft one and he does so some kind of uh, some kind of leveling off of the standard of the referee. But, you know,
0: we can't go for seasons and seasons
2: and seasons complaining about League Two referees. You know. Yeah. Um, Same for, for all
0: teams, in a sense. Yeah, unfortunately, that, that's, that problem's only going to get worse because of uh, the, the standard of refereeing. It's, I would love to have this debate, and actually it's something that I'd quite like to potentially bring up um, tomorrow night at the Fans Forum. I won't because it'll probably take a, a different turn, uh, Alan, and, and that is... Uh, the, the their thoughts on refereeing because officiating seems to get be getting worse and worse and worse and at the end of a footballer's career um, how many footballers do you know that decide to take up the whistle? They'll take up coaching, they'll take up punditry, yeah. they'll take up becoming financial advisors but not one professional footballer in my knowledge has ever gone on to become a professional referee and surely that would be the answer to the problem players who are referees who have actually played the game and could understand it from a, a player's perspective. They probably think it's too difficult, Craig, you know, to be fair to them. You know, that
3: they'll, they'll go into coaching, which they probably think they know more about. But I was just reading the comments and two of them, one from Andy and one from Nick, basically hit the nail on the head. Swindon we're, for Nick, Swindon were a damn good side, We know that we've seen them before we've played them before they are Mm -hmm. a good side and they exploited our weaknesses, but also what Andy said about, you know, people pushing up to us instead of letting us come to them and play and being physical, it's proved that with the cards that we're getting, you know, they're not be able to handle it. And that might be one reason why the cards are happening.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's tick off uh, the final uh, points on Swindon, Adam, by coming to you on this one. Uh, Joe says, "I think we need to stop panicking. We've progressed so much in the last twelve months, as seen by us being in the playoffs. Of course, there's still room for improvement, but we can't expect to win every game. And it's funny because I was talking to Nathan about this uh, last Friday um, when we recorded the the previous podcast. Afterwards, two years ago, we were sat doing a managerial change special. We were bottom of the league, and we." not quite sure where we were going to go forwards. And the transformation in those two years has been, has been great. We're having a little bit blip of, uh, at the moment, which we knew we were going to have at some point because it's natural over the course of the season. Some of the panicking has been uncalled for.
1: Um, I think so. Uh, there was a young lady commenting on uh, Facebook at the weekend um, calling Nigel. I'm thinking, well, what, what, what would you like? We're playing the best football we, we've had in years, got the best manager we've had in years. Um, what do you want to do, sack him in the morning, uh, have him shot? No, it, it, it is what it is. Um, it, it's like a roller coaster. Um, I don't think we're convincing um, as a team. Um, I don't think we, we're convincing to be a top three um, automatic promotion team. Uh, I think we're in the lottery, um, along with everyone else that's in the lottery. Um, I think at some stage we need to address being in that lottery and, and get us act together um, and bottom as problems and, and push on. Um, same thing last year. Uh, we had the problems, um, they resolved them, uh, moved on, and didn't do too bad.
0: Mm, absolutely, and one way of doing that, Tim, is by getting players uh, secured for longer-term futures more often. We've seen it on a number of occasions uh, this season. Um, we've had George Maris, we've had Ollie Clark um, to name a couple, and we had a new one on uh, Saturday to add to the mix. Reese put in pen to paper on an extended deal. Um, Really, really pleasing news. And that must be a a massive boost for him as well, because how many players would be rewarded with a new deal when they're out injured?
2: Well, exactly. I know. I think um, getting the players that we want to stay, you know, we, we spent a time where every new player that came, he got a few games and we didn't get any cohesive team play and nobody knew where their position was and so on, you know, um, if we're looking at uh, progress in the longer term and not just in the next maturity, you know, all of these signings of the players that, in general, we like and and think they can play well and can contribute uh, to the Stags' position, uh, it's just good news for everybody, uh, for the players, for the for the management, and for the supporters.
0: Yeah, it is, and he's contributed some with some great goals uh, last season, Adam. And it's a real shame he's not available at the moment. But you know, he's not too far away from coming back. And I think you know, once we've got him fully firing, if we can get a nice partnership going between, like we said previously, him and Swan, maybe with Law involved in that as well. Brilliant.
1: I, I think it needs to. Um, it's unfortunately we're reliant on um, just just part of the attack that's. Sits- Um, injured at the moment, Um, but it it needs reviewing of what we're doing. Um, As I say, the the wing-backs aren't particularly working, so it probably needs to go back to four at the back, um, fake the wing-backs or whatever you do, and and play the three balls um, for for Swan and Oates. I think going back onto the ground um, and playing football um, is is what we do. We've had some great success with it. Um, Let's go
0: back to it. Mm, absolutely. Well, let's move away from things uh, on the pitch. A few things uh, to mention, of course. Um, we've got Nottingham Forest in a behind closed doors, friendly, 60-minute friendly uh, tomorrow. Nigel Clough's hoping that Riley Harbottle will get some minutes under his belt once he's come through the... Uh, uh, procedures. It'd be a real boost to have him back. McLaughlin won't play. Um, neither will Hewitt Allen because they've played a, a lot of minutes. But it seems, other than uh, the obvious of having Boteng suspended for Saturday, if, uh, if Harbottle can come through other than Boateng and Oates, it looks like Clough for the first time in a long time will have uh, pretty much the whole of his squad available to him, which is going to give him some headache going up to Barrow, isn't it?
3: I was saying that's that's what it needs. It's, it'd be nice to get a few players back. You know, obviously, we can't have Oates yet and uh, various other players, both things, uh, like I said, suspended. But I would like to see Clark, Lapsley, and Maris, the first three names on the team sheet, because, like we said, like I said many times before on the podcast, they are the three people that make Mansfield tick.
0: Absolutely. Really do,
3: in my opinion. But uh, you know, there's, there's some really good comments tonight. You know, and you you can say yes or no for all of them. You know, it that's the that's that's the good thing about everybody's own opinion. You know, it is your opinion. But I think they'll come. I really do believe they'll come good. It's just a bit of a blip. We'll sort it, and it will come good. And who knows? It might even start on Saturday.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We'll come on to Saturday later on. Uh, let's turn our attention to tomorrow night. So unfortunately for you, Tim, obviously it's one of those events which you won't be able to get to. But <laughs> the event, the, uh, event, the invention of iFollow, I think, has been uh, pretty key for you in this, uh, hasn't it? Because, you, you know, you can watch all the iFollow content. Uh, you're looking forward to seeing, uh, albeit probably, you know, Forty-eight hours, maybe even uh, longer. Later, are you looking forward to seeing what uh, uh, Andy Garner, Ollie Hawkins, and James Perch have to say in the fans forum tomorrow night? I'll doubtless watch
2: it. Yeah, I was interested to see that it will be basically based on the questions from the fans, and so Uh, you're not quite sure what questions are going to come up, but it's always interesting. Well, seeing as you, I'll probably catch you with it twenty-four hours later, I would imagine.
0: I was—I was, I was going to say, seeing as you know you are unable to go, uh, myself and Alan are both going. Um- Alan has very kindly offered uh, before the podcast to raise a question on your behalf. Alan doesn't know that, but he does now. Um... <laughs> That's not a <the> problem. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be. Fire away, Tim. So what would your question be? If you could put a question to Ollie Hawkins, James Perch or Andy Garner, what, are you, what would your question be? Um, and, and Alan or me will ask it for you.
2: Yeah. Right. Well, let's. Uh, what ideas have they got for strengthening the,
0: strengthening the defence? There you go. Nice Where's and simple. Him? I'll leave that one for you, Alan. Yeah. I'll leave that one Adam as well. Yeah. And Adam, what about yourself?
1: Uh, I just worry about the um, the, the attack. Um, I'd like to know what's happening with Jimmy Knowles. To be honest, um, I'd like to know what, where he's disappeared to. Uh, I, mm. it's, it's a bit like Jason Law. You just want them to come through and want them to come good. Um, Come on, give him the chance.
0: Well, the last I heard on Jimmy Knowles, he was still injured, but he was supposed to be back around this time. So yeah, who right. knows? But he only got a six-month deal as well, didn't he? So yeah. I don't know. The, the, the clock's running and ticking out
1: for it. So whether it's in January or not, I don't know, but I, I just would like to see it. So. To give a little
0: nudge. <laughs> well, maybe that will come up tomorrow night. We'll do our best to a- answer that, uh, uh, ask that for you, and and get that, uh, get that asked. Um, Alan, it is a fans forum tomorrow night. Uh, Nigel Clough will be doing one. We think February time with uh, with David Shaw, which I'm sure won't be as much as a of an opens fans forum as uh, what tomorrow night will be in terms of. It does seem to be down to questions from the floor. So, um, you know what sort of things do you expect people to have because there's always a danger in these things and we've sort of been having a little laugh between ourselves haven't we Saying and we're surprised it's not been cancelled because mm-hmm. when you lose a few games and you go on this little blip of a run people become blinded by the last two or three results and uh, I don't know I, I get the feeling that there might be a, a, sm- a minority um, of the crowd tomorrow who may just go down the the, the route of it's not good enough and, and negativity but we've got to look wider than that I, I worry when we do these types of forums
3: Yeah and I think with the players and Andy Garner in you know in attendance there I think that's probably why it's two two of the most experienced lads and Andy because I think Andy has got is very level headed And he seems to be a nice guy. He seems to be able to uh, handle the situation when he does the interviews. And I'm really looking forward to tomorrow night. I, I just think it will be, like you said, there might be one or two awkward questions, but, I mean, everybody's entitled to ask them, providing it doesn't get daft.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm sure it, it will. I've got a few questions up my sleeve, which I'd quite like to ask. But um, I think a lot of mine would be sort of longer form conversations, mainly with 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 uh, my three things. If I'm going to pick one for every everyone Hawkins, I think it would be how he's dealt with uh, the changing position and uh, obviously getting Wembley out of his mind because that would have, you know, he mentioned it in the summer. Yeah. It played on his shoulders a little bit and um, Perch for me, I want to hear a little bit more about the mental health side of things and recovering from the injury that he had last season and and things like that. And then um, with Garner, I think it's more about um, hearing about his dynamic with Clough, the working relationship over the years, how it changes, what it's like going into a new club, bringing different people into the club how the games changed from when they were first involved in it as well so it should be a very in very interesting night indeed i'm very much looking forward uh, to that um tim i'm going to come back to you now we're going to focus on uh, barrow away in the fa cup um obviously no doubt you'll be watching that one uh, as well you were saying earlier on as well that sometimes you actually you know even though you are in a completely different country uh, sometimes there are, you do have a little stag friend over there don't you
2: Yes, unbelievable, in in Brazil, uh, I've discovered another Staggs fan who lives in Sao Paulo. Wow. Um, So, we do get together. We get together on uh, uh, video calls during the games very often. Um, I've been reminded of some some pretty, um, let's say, low-level Mansfield language on some of those calls. (laughs) Well, <laughs> very good. That's it. We we well, it brought back memories. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but we've we've enjoyed, uh, and he's been to visit me. It's it's three hundred miles away. Wow. He's been with his family to visit. So, uh, yeah, we had a, a beer, and I've got a, I I don't
0: have any Mansfield bitter, but I've got a glass
2: with Mansfield bitter written on it. So I can pretend.
0: So, oh, fantastic. Brilliant so, stuff. Yeah. Right, let's go to
2: Barrow. Well, I'll yes. be there, of course. So, um, yes. Yeah, I, I think, you know, Club said it's a bit more difficult. But if you look, um, what Adam was saying about the, the top positions in the table and everything, it's starting to look like it did last year where uh, a lot of the top teams have, have lost that initial impetus. Um, uh, and club said, you know, well, Barrow have won the last two games. But if you look down the table... There's only a couple of teams that won four in the last six or something. Walsall and Stockport or somebody. So, you know, every team's having its, difficult, having its difficulties and failing to string quite a lot of wins together. Yeah, Barrow won the last two, but they didn't do so well before that. But mm. the recent form is always the thing that's most important. If it is, of course, Barrow should be the favourites.
0: And of should course... I... No, continue, sorry. Oh, sorry, but...
2: Uh, I'm always optimistic in the Alan Wilson style, so I've got a <laughs> feeling that we might sneak
0: a win. Well, we'll find out your prediction in just a second. Adam, um, we've obviously been up to Barrow quite recently, obviously a, uh, a slender win up there, Jordan Barry on the score sheet once again. Um, never the easiest place to go, and I think it's, it's not the type of place to go where you are going to play some fluid football. Wouldn't surprise me to see... Nigel Clough go a little bit physical, and Alan mentioned earlier on about Maris Clark and uh, Lapsley being the first three names on the team sheet. For me, I think he may, I think he might surprise us a little bit and go a little bit more physical because I think uh, Barrow is, is 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 isn't the type of place to go with your fluent footballers. I think it's going to be uh, a very ugly ugly encounter I think we might see uh, starts for the likes of O'Toole Wallace just to go a little bit more brawn rather than skill
1: I, I think he has got ugly written all over it I don't think it's a glamorous FA Cup from when it came out of the back um, it, it wasn't a glamorous match um, when it was up there a couple of weeks ago I think he's just a, a grim up north FA Cup fixture which is going to be a bit more cloggy um, as you say physical um I'm hoping they're going to scrape a one-nil win um, in the 36th minute again, but, um, but <laughs> um, like it, I, 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 I can't see I can't see it being glamorous. Um, I think it's going to be a typical FA Cup um, battle of a, of a bog. Um, so I wish them the best. I hope it is, but more glamorous. Um, but um, can't can't see it. I don't want to bring myself to say it could possibly be a draw or a loss, but um,
0: fingers crossed. Well, we will wait and see. Alan?
3: Yeah, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm at uh, Centre parts as you know, to start with, but I will be listening to the match when I get back. And I just think it's going to be a very typical FA Cup, like uh, Adam and Tim have said, it's going to be strong going to be physical it's going to be quite boring probably but I still hope he plays those main three that I that I uh, asked for I really well, do hope he starts with them with Lapsley Clark and Maris
0: well but I've, I've, I just, I've go, on. go on no well I was just I was just going to say I've just written my team down and my really. team includes two of those but yeah. I have made some uh, some concessions for it being the FA Cup. So if you want to finish yeah. your point, and then I'll go through the team that I've written down, and then uh, we'll see. We'll get reactions.
3: Yeah, I just I just hope there's some reaction from what happened on Saturday, you know, and uh, Mansell come out uh, all guns blazing.
0: Hopefully. <laughs> Clive says he's looking forward to the FA Cup uh, round one replay at the Wonk. I'm hoping not because that's extra expense, but I think Clive's really looking forward to that because he's not making the triple to Barrow on Saturday. Right, I'm going to go through my team. Um, I don't think we should be playing um, wing-backs at all, especially not at Barrow. I don't think it's the place to go and do that. It's going to be uh, we're a place where we're going to have to go to be a little bit ugly, uh, be a little bit more physical and um, almost try and not necessarily smash and grab, but, uh, but try and play in behind them and uh, use pace and, and strength up front um, so I'm going to go with this team I've made a couple of concessions with it being the FA Cup the first one is in goal um, I would give Christy Pimmer a rest um, not because he conceded five on, um, on Saturday that's got nothing to do with it it's just the FA Cup and I think Scott Flinders is equally as good a, a goalkeeper and deserves uh, some minutes. And I don't think it makes too much of a difference, especially when you've got a game on Tuesday night as well um, at home. So I'm going to go Flinders in goal. Um, then I'm going to go with a back four, uh, right to left, of uh, Elliot Hewitt, John Joe O'Toole, James Perch and Stephen McLaughlin. And... Um, I'm going to go with uh, a diamond in midfield. Kieran Wallace sitting at the bottom of the diamond, so has therefore the potential to drop into uh, a back three and push Hewitt and McLaughlin forward and give them licence to roam. Um, Ollie Clark and George Maris sort of uh, in the middle of that uh, midfield. And then I'm going to go with Jason Law in just behind Will Swan and Jordan Bowery. Um, Tim, your thoughts on that, uh, that, that line-up which I've uh, mentioned there?
2: Yeah, interesting. Uh, maybe maybe Barry and Swan up front with Jason Lodges behind behind might be something different for us. Yeah, at the back four. Yeah, you know, Purchase looked very slow since he came came back. Um yeah, I'm not sure he'd be in my first team right now. Uh last last season I had a nickname for John. John Joe as kind of the cart horse because he looked dreadfully slow, and uh, you you know if the other choice is Ollie Hawkins, you know who are you going to play in the, in the middle? I mean, I I particularly I noted um, on Facebook last last week. I mean, I thought that both Hewitt and Harbottle, one aspect of their good defending, which is not in our six-yard box but everywhere else, has been their heading. Their challenges and their heading ability has, has been striking for me, and it's made a big difference to our defensive record. But that doesn't stop us from being vulnerable to the through ball on the ground and turning our defenders, and they can't turn and can't get back. So,
0: yeah, I don't know how you solve
2: that one, but I like the uh, I like the front uh, your attacking idea.
0: Uh, Adam, what about you? What do you make of uh, my attempt to be Nigel Clough?
1: Uh, I quite liked it because it sounded different. Um, I think that they need to shake it up and wake it up a bit. Uh, I always question sort of like um, Wallace. I always think he's the uh, the utility player to come on when you're trying to shore up uh, to come off the bench. Um, you, you said that horrible word, Bowery.
0: I, I can't. I just can't buy it. He scores um, goals at Barrow, though. That's where he gets his goals. So that's, that's why he's there. And up front as well.
1: Where everyone sort of like, um, disses Aikens, I, I would dis uh, Bowery far uh, ahead of Aikens any day. Um, wow. I quite like this one. I quite like the, the, the Lapsley partnership at uh, the front. Um, I think you need to play Lapsley a little bit more free roving um, just to do whatever he likes because he can go wherever he wants and, and do great things. Um, and I think Jason Law to be um, in the midfield um, would be the, um, the, the catalyst to, um, to, to provide the, um, the, the ammunition to try and play through and play forward and, and get that goal.
0: Oh, there you go, Andy. In the comments, says Hawkins and Swan up front uh, for me. Yeah, absolutely. Who knows who what Nigel Clough will pick? Well, it's time for podcast predictions. Uh, Tim and Adam, you're going to get play along with this as our guest predictors uh, this week. But me and Alan will show you how it's done uh, first as well. Clive in the comments is shouting Gale, 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 for a uh, for a start. Or is he just watching Coronation Street? Who knows? And getting excited? Who knows? Uh, Alan, I'm going to come to you for podcast predictions. You know how it works by now. FA Cup um give me the outcome the scoreline and the time of the first goal please
3: mansfield win
0: 2-1 25
3: minutes
0: excellent i think it's going to be a difficult game but i think we will get a win i am going to say we will also win 2-1. And I think the first goal will come in the 38th minute. So there you go. Uh, so you've seen how it's done. Adam, I'm going to come to you first. Um, Mansfield Town, uh, win, lose or draw, scoreline and uh, goal time, please.
1: I am. I, I can't bring myself to say lose. Um, I can only predict a draw if it was on the Papa John Trophy and then it could go to penalties for the bonus point. Uh, so I'm going to stick with a win. Um half-hearted, convinced. Um, I've been going for 1-0 wins because um, I I can't see where the goals are going to come from. So uh, if they win by 2-0, they've always scored one at some stage. Uh, So a 1-0 win um, and the 36th minute, because I always go with the 36th minute, they've got to score in the 36th minute.
0: Is it like like your lucky number, or If you would literally just gone, right, I'm just going (laughs) to stick with 36 and it's bound to happen at some point? Sticking
1: with 36 um, and it's bound to happen at some stage. Another four or five years away, they'll score in the 36th minute.
0: Fair play. Uh, Clive has gone for a 0-0 draw, by the way, Alan, in the uh, the comments. Yeah. And I am going to take that as his prediction. Um, so if he tries to change it in the, the group chat later on in the week, it ain't happening. He's gone 0-0 draw. Um, Tim, I'm going to come to you now. You know how it works. Uh, yeah, give us I, your prediction?
2: I played from the beginning. Um, like Adam, I have the same time. Stags to win, 2-1. And the first goal, I always say 28 minutes.
0: Excellent. Well, there you go. I'm not going to tell either of you where you are in the table yet, but at the end of the month, we will uh, reveal this month's table. Um, The excellent Ben is um, always keeping up to date on all things score-wise, so we'll keep you on your toes as to uh, who is uh, in the lead and who's doing what later on in the table don't forget if you want to play along with if you want to play along with podcast predictions uh, you can do so you can use the link in the description and you must submit your guess no later than one hour and one minute before kickoff on Saturday afternoon guesses in the comments other than Clive's will not count so please do get involved and play along with podcast predictions this year of course the stags are on the road as well we do have a home game on Tuesday night. Bradford is it? Sir Alan I think yeah, it is isn't it? it
3: is. Yeah. It on the 8th of November.
0: And then of course uh, we are on the road again. Um the SSA coach to Barrow was pretty much fully booked the last time uh, that I uh, heard. Uh, so we won't give that one a plug, but Rochdale I'm sure that they take bookings for that one as well. The all important travel um the tra- all important travel line number Alan Wilson is 07 so if you want to get involved, make sure you uh, give that number a text or a ring. Well, thanks very much, gents, for getting involved uh, tonight. Adam, uh, how have you enjoyed your second appearance on the Mansfield Matters podcast? Closing in on the hat-trick mug? Uh,
1: very much so. Um, I, I always enjoy um, listening to the podcast, um, even more so participating um, even though things aren't going great at Mansfield at the moment, uh, I still hang on every post, um, comment, uh, kick of a ball. Um, so we, we still keep fighting through. It's still Mansfield, Mansfield, Mansfield.
0: Top man. Thanks yeah, so agree. much for getting involved tonight, uh, Adam. And also to Tim, that's your debut over. Uh, a rapturous round of applause as the substitute board goes up to, uh, to take you off. Uh, have you enjoyed your transatlantic experience tonight? Wonderful.
2: It's it's the icing on the cake of my renewed uh, fanatism. What am I talking about? (laughs) My renewed support
0: well there you go it's yeah. been an absolute pleasure to have you on no doubt we'll have you on again later on in uh, the, the season it's a long old season we do like to get guests on every now and again uh, to mix it up for those asking where people are tonight um, Clive has been obviously watching Coronation Street and uh, has been getting very excited every over every time the scene has cut to the Platts household by shouting Gail 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 um, Cam has been what TV shows on uh, what TV shows on repeat the minute Cam has been catching up with uh, what's due to come out again soon Uh, I'm sure sure there's a new series or something that's due to come out soon so Cam's been catching up with that Uh, and uh, Nathan has been being Nathan so there you go so there you go. Uh, they'll be back with us again later in the week. Me and Alan will definitely be back later in the week for you. We have pre-recorded special episode as we review all things fans forum. If you are going there tomorrow night uh, and you want to come and say hello, please do. Me and Alan will be. Very, very open uh, to that and uh, have a little chat with you before, during and after or whatever. So do come and say uh, hello. And if you've got any questions that you want to ask at the Fans Forum and you're not going, uh, like we're going to ask questions on behalf of Adam and Tim, feel free to drop us a message on all things social media. Uh, Finally, from Tim and Adam, I'm going to come to you first. What are your hopes for the Stags this weekend and for the remainder of the season? Can they get out of this mini blip that they find themselves in?
1: Uh, I I think they can. Uh, Nigel's a clever man. Um, He he will know exactly what to do um, and and get his problems sorted. I think it's possibly not, um, not an easy problem to solve. Um, so it's, it's an ongoing thing, um, a bit of a January transfer window, uh, a bit of Oach coming back, but I'm positive that it will turn around and we'll, we'll be up there at the end of the season.
0: And Tim, I'm going to leave the final word to you tonight. Well,
2: every team's got their ups and downs and I think the Stags will start getting another good spell and another good run and get the points.
0: What a way to leave it there. Thanks so much for Transatlantic, Tim. And just down the road, Adam, all right, it's not as uh, phonetically pleasing, but I couldn't think of something on the spot. We'll see you again next time on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? It matters. So there you have it. That's another Mansfield Matters podcast done and dusted. My thanks to Tim from Brazil, Adam from Leicester, and, of course, Alan Great Alan from Sutton and Ashfield and from Santaland for joining us for what I think in the end was actually quite decent Mansfield Matters podcast. Again, apologies that I messed up with the intro and the outro. Back to some usual stuff next week. Putchwood. Uh, me and Alan, like I said, at the end there, we'll also be back later this week with a pre-recorded episode. Reflecting on the Fans Forum at OneCore Stadium with Andy Garner, James Perch and Ollie Hawkins. And of course, in the next podcast, we will have the updated podcast predictions table, which will incorporate the results from the trip to Barrow in the FA Cup on Saturday. If you want to get involved with that, the link is in the description and you must submit it no later than one hour and one minute prior to kick off on Saturday afternoon. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. My thanks to everybody for getting involved, whether that's in the comments, whether that's listening, sharing, whatever, or on the panel. I'm Craig Priest. I'm off to learn some lessons of how to properly edit intros and outros and play the right ones in the future. Until next time, farewell.